Welcome to Term Talk, a Federal Judicial Center video podcast. Each term, we discuss Supreme Court cases that matter most to federal judges. Joining me today is Mr. Paul Clement, former Solicitor General of the United States, and Professor Evan Lee, Professor Emeritus of Law at the University of California Hastings School of Law. Thank you both for joining us. Today, we are talking about a case that helps clarify personal jurisdiction jurisprudence, but leaves open several important questions. In Ford Motor Company versus Montana 8th Judicial District, the court introduces the concept of relatedness into personal jurisdiction. Evan, is there a background that we need to better understand the case? Uh, well, what you need to know is that in the last few years, the Supreme Court has handed down a string of decisions in which state courts asserted specific personal jurisdiction over out-of-state defendants, and the Supreme Court disapproved of those assertions. The two most recent of those decisions are Bristol-Myers Squibb uh, versus Superior Court of California uh, from 2017 and Walden versus Fiore from 2014. Those two are the two that end up playing the most prominent role in the opinion that emerges from this case. Ford was clearly hoping to leverage those precedents, those discrete precedents into a single bright line rule whose consequences for many corporate defendants would have been predictable and favorable. So what is this case about? Uh, it's actually two separate cases, Ford Motor Company versus Montana 8th Judicial District and Ford Motor Company versus Bandemer, which is out of Minnesota. In the Montana case, uh, Markaya Gullet purchased a used 1996 Ford Explorer. Um, there was a tire malfunction, caused the vehicle to spin out of control, uh, ended up in a ditch uh, upside down, killing Gullet. In Bandemer, the Minnesota case, Adam Bandemer was a passenger in a 1994 Crown Victoria. Uh, the vehicle rear-ended uh, a snowplow and also ended up um, in a ditch. And Bandemer's airbag failed to deploy, leaving him with significant brain damage. Uh, the plaintiffs filed products liability actions against Ford Motor Company in the states where they were residents, Montana and Minnesota, and where the accidents occurred, Montana and Minnesota. In both cases, the state courts exercised jurisdiction over Ford, and Ford appealed, claiming an absence of either general or specific personal jurisdiction. Now, just for a little more background, general jurisdiction exists when a defendant's contacts with the forum state are so pervasive that it can be said that that defendant is, quote unquote, essentially at home in that state. Specific is where the defendant's contacts with the forum state fall short of that standard, and yet the defendant has nonetheless purposefully availed itself uh, of the privilege of conducting activity in that forum state. And additionally, there's a sufficient relationship between those contacts and the plaintiff's injury. Now here, in both of these cases, there, there clearly was not general jurisdiction because 
uh, Ford wasn't incorporated in either Montana or Minnesota. Neither of those states was its principal place of business. You couldn't say that it was, quote unquote, essentially at home in either of those states. Moving to specific jurisdiction, Ford conceded that it had purposefully availed itself of the privilege of doing business in Montana and Minnesota, but denied that there was a sufficient relationship between its contacts and the plaintiff's injuries. Ford's argument, a novel one, was that the only relationship that would suffice for jurisdiction had to be a causal relationship. And Ford portrayed that causation test as a logical implication of Bristol-Myers Squibb and Walden versus Fiore. As applied to automobiles, this causation test meant that there could be no specific jurisdiction over Ford unless the cars were either originally sold in Montana and Minnesota, which was not true, or that they were designed or manufactured in Montana and Minnesota, which was also not true. Paul, what did the court say? So the court in this case unanimously rejected Ford's position and Ford's effort to get the court to adopt the strict causal test that Evan alluded to. In an opinion by Justice Kagan, the court really clarified that the test is broader than strict causation and includes a related to component, and also suggested that the focus can't be exclusively on the defendant, but also has to take into account the plaintiff's relationship uh, to the injury and to the forum. In particular, a number of the court's prior cases had used a formulation in articulating the test about specific personal jurisdiction as to whether the uh, injuries in the case arose out of or related to the defendant's specific contacts with the forum. And although a lot of people kind of read that as just one unified phrase, the court in this opinion really parsed that language and said that arising out of does suggest the kind of causal test that Ford was pushing for, but the or related to test was a broader test that included considerations of the plaintiff's relationship to the forum as well, and the broader activities of the defendant vis-a-vis -vis the forum, even apart from the specific sale of the specific uh, car at issue in the case. And the court applied that test to reject Ford's position more generally and to conclude there was personal jurisdiction in this case. In doing so, the court distinguished the two prior cases that Evan alluded to Bristol-Myers Squibb and the Walden against Fiore case. With respect to Bristol-Myers Squibb, that was a case where the plaintiffs were trying to bring a nationwide class action in California state court and included classes of plaintiffs that were non-California plaintiffs. Those plaintiffs really had no connection with California. They didn't take the drug there. They didn't experience their injury there. And so Justice Kagan was really able to suggest that Bristol-Myers Squibb involved a species of forum shopping that was not at issue in this case where the, where the lawsuits are brought, where the injuries uh, arise, and where the accidents took place. And then with respect to Walden against Fiore, uh, Justice Kagan really emphasizes that that was a case where the defendant had essentially no connection with the forum state. All of the action in that case took place at an airport in Georgia 
when the plaintiffs got back home to Nevada, they brought the suit in Nevada, but the defendant had really done nothing to avail itself of the Nevada forum. And so having distinguished those cases, the court then concluded that in the context of this case, where Ford had done so much to not just avail itself of Minnesota and Montana generally, but to provide servicing in those states, to provide used car services in those states, that this was a relatively straightforward case where Ford could be sued in Montana and Minnesota for accidents that arose in those states. Evan, what do the concurrences tell us? Justice Alito objected to the introduction of an undefined concept of quote-unquote relatedness. He thought that that could be a very mischievous phrase. And he said, why don't we just rest on, you know, International Shoe uh, from 1945, where the court talked about existing concepts of fair play and uh, substantial justice. He said, that's enough to resolve this particular case. Justice Gorsuch, joined by Justice Thomas, issued what I, what might be called a, a bit more Delphic um, opinion. Uh, he signaled a need to create a new jurisprudence to match changes in modern American history, um, the modern American economy, even if just to incorporate new meaning into old principles. But he stopped short of offering any specific solutions. Paul, what are the takeaways in this case? Well, I think one important takeaway is that the focus going forward has to be not just on the defendant, but on the plaintiff. And you can really contrast a case where, like Bristol-Myers Squibb, where the plaintiff really doesn't have any particular relationship to the forum. And so it does sort of feel like forum shopping is going on. And you can contrast with the cases here where when an accident occurs in Montana, an accident occurs on the road in Minnesota, almost the most logical place for the plaintiff to bring the lawsuit is in their home state. So I think that needs to be part of the analysis. At the same time, though, I think it would be a mistake to look at this case in isolation and think that the court is now all of a sudden become much more permissive when it comes to specific personal jurisdiction. I think the better course is to read this case in conjunction with Bristol-Myers Squibb and Walden and other recent cases that have ruled in favor of the defendants on issues of specific personal jurisdiction, and maybe understand this is a case where Ford was trying to get the pendulum to swing even further in the direction of being pro-defendant. And the court said, essentially, no, no, we're not going to go that far. But I don't think they were swinging the pendulum back in the other direction either. And I think you can understand Justice Alito's concurrence to be directed at litigants and the courts to really cause them to not think this decision is itself a watershed decision that should be read in isolation. Justice Gorsuch's concurrence, by contrast, I think is more directed at the academy than at litigants and judges inviting the, the academy to come up with whole new ways of thinking about these issues. Evan, what are the takeaways from this case? Uh, the court refuses to adopt a bright line rule. Uh, what it does seem to say is that a state court has jurisdiction if the defendant has purposefully availed itself of the privilege of doing activity in the forum state and those contacts are related to the plaintiff's injury and the plaintiff isn't forum shopping. Now, I'm not sure 
that um, quote unquote related to or the notion of what constitutes form shopping um, on any given set of facts. I'm not sure that those are really definite standards for lower courts to apply. So we might expect uh, cert to be granted um, in another specific jurisdiction case in the next few terms. Paul, do you have something to add? I would just emphasize the context of this case. I mean, I think motor vehicles are uniquely transitory, moving from one jurisdiction to another. That's what they're designed to do. So I think this is a case where this was a very tough context for Ford to be making this argument. And I think the court might react quite differently if you had a case that arose out of a piece of stationary equipment that was sold in a state and designed to stay in that state. Or I think they would react differently if you had not somebody like Ford that's going through all these efforts to have a whole network of dealerships in every state in the country, but you had an Etsy crafter or an eBay seller making a sale in a single jurisdiction. Well, both of you, thank you for joining us today.